time we've done this like this, though. Oh, I mean, you've yeah. come up, man, almost, what, almost a year ago when we yeah. brought you in to be youth pastor, which yeah. you're doing a phenomenal job. So Jen and I put him on speakerphone, and we were talking in the room over there because iron sharpens iron. And I'm telling you, God does some cool stuff when you just let it happen and you focus on him and stuff starts shifting because there's a shift in our church and we're, we're moving and we, you don't want to move too soon and you don't want to move too late. You got to get in that pocket. And we were talking and then we got home and we were just talking about the future, talking about 12 years, talking about the next 12 years, talking about everything. And we were like, man, we need... We need Sam to speak with us Sunday. So we call him, put him on speakerphone, and Jen starts to say, you know how we were talking in that room, Sam? And he's like, no, 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 no. I can't hear you. I, I, I got to go. My, my phone's messing up. No, no. no, no I got to go. I got to get this pizza. Um, no. But uh, we're excited to see what God is going to do today. Um, in, in, the, in the ministry part of just getting in his word. This, this thing right here, it's amazing. Absolutely. Please use it. If you're struggling, start here. If you're struggling, let this be. This is the only thing that has transcended all kinds of wars and all kinds, it, it, through, through, through life, through all kinds of things, thousands of years of things. This is the only thing that is today, the 2023, that is still relevant. This ancient gospel is still relevant today. That's what I was trying to tell you a few weeks ago, that, that, that doctors and science and all this stuff is finally trying to catch up to what God has already been saying from the beginning. Just get in this word. If you find yourself struggling, some of the questions people would say what they're dealing with, and I said, have you been in his word? Because it says it will renew your mind. It will transform your thoughts. It's not a Sunday word. It's, it's, a, it's an everyday word. It's, it's daily, I'm going to do that. I'm going to dwell daily. I'm going to get involved daily in this. And so this is, this is food. This is a filet mignon. This is whatever you think is the best meal of your life. If it's, a, if it's some fish or if it's a big old burger or whatever is your fave, this is it. This is your meal. This is it. Daily I'm going to get in this. We don't starve. We're eating good. But why do we spiritually starve? We, we don't have time. We, we, we find time for what's important to us. That's right. So we're going to get into this. Well, talking about time, I, before we get into the fullness of the, of the message today, I want to break down how it kind of began about. We were sitting at the table um, with Sam in the conference room, sitting there, strategy room, prayer room, all the above, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. Things happen in there. <laughs> and God moves when we sit together at a table. And I, we were talking, and Sam was talking to us, and he was talking about how, um, you know, not having enough time for things, talking about if you, how you feel, you know, when you don't have time for things and you feel so overwhelmed in life and how that can cause you to, you know, you can say, well, my plate's too full. I can't add something else. Or I just don't have time to do that. And he mentioned at one moment about how he 
you know, would say, well, I didn't have time to get maybe my sermon the way I wanted to for the youth or things at home done the way I wanted to or, you know, give in to everything that I have on my plate the way I needed to. And one of the things that he said that triggered me is he said, you know, I had to take something off instead of add. He said, you know, I begin to have to think about the things that were on my plate that I needed to take off so that I could keep on or put on what God's given me in my plate, that it really wasn't too full if I just took off the things. And as he continued to talk, he said one thing and he said, you know, I just had to, you know, I found myself scrolling all the time on, I would say I didn't have time, but you were like, I found myself scrolling through, you know, Facebook or through all the different videos that you would be watching. And he caught himself and he said, you know, all I had to do was just shut it off. And all of a sudden, I was sitting there, and he was still talking, and not that what he was saying wasn't good, but the Holy Spirit began to speak to me, and I began to cry sitting there, and I mean, they're both looking at me kind of like, what, what's wrong? You know, what happened? You know, you got two men in a room with one woman, and the woman starts crying, and they're like, what I say? <laughs> you know what I'm well, saying? I'm just like, I missed it. I missed, I missed it. What happened? But I missed my moment. All of a sudden, I heard the Holy Spirit begin to speak to me. And I heard him say, Sam said, I, you know, I just had to shut it off. But I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, don't shut it off. And I was like, what? What do you mean? Because he's talking about taking things off his plate. And the Holy Spirit said, he said, a lot of times when we are stressed out, worried, and overwhelmed, we will just shut down and try to do anything to shut off our mind. He said, but don't shut your mind off. Don't shut your mind off. He said, we fill our time with meaningless videos, scrolling, playing games, binge watching TV, and so on. Some of us will even take it to other measures and drink our worries away, take an abundance of sleeping pills or meds to drown out the noise and actually sleep. Others shop needlessly to fill their time with busy work or take countless vacations that you can't afford just to shut your minds off from the reality that you are facing. And he said, don't shut it off. Don't shut your mind off. Because we don't ever try to shut our minds off for the good stuff. We don't shut our minds off when money's coming in good, when bills are paid, when jobs are going great, when kids are behaving, when health is in good shape, when relationships are working out beautifully. Who needs a break from that? No one. We don't shut our minds off when things are going good. We shut our minds off most of the time when we need God the most. We shut it off. And what's crazy is not only are we numbing ourselves to reality, but we're numbing ourselves to the Spirit of God. You think that you're making things better by scrolling and doing and looking just to keep your mind. Well, I just need to get my mind off things. No, you need to get your mind set on God. You need to get it set on what's right. You need to shut off what you need to and keep on God. Not shutting off everything around you. Don't shut it off and... I want to read to you real quick the scripture that we're going to get into. It's Matthew 6, 32 through 34. In the message, it says, If God gives such attention to the appearance of wildflowers, most of which are never even seen, don't you think he'll attend to you, take pride in you, do his best for you? What I'm trying to do here is get you to relax, to not be so preoccupied with getting so you can respond to God's giving. People who don't know God and the way he works fuss over things, but you know both God and how he works. 
Steep your life in God reality, God initiative, God provisions. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. So church, today, don't shut it off. Yeah. You don't have time. No, not at all. Don't shut it off. Too many times we shut it off. And when we shut it off, we, we've really tried to just shut it off, like everything. And unfortunately, at the times of shutting it off, we're shutting out God as well. Because when we're saying we're just shutting it off, I don't know, and it, it could be full in this room. How many have been in here, not in here, but just in this moment of just because you're, you're so overwhelmed with something that you get on your phone sometimes and you just start going like this? Am I not the only one that has done it, and by the time I've quit, it's been an hour? No wonder my wrist hurts sometimes. <laughs> you know what we need? Some Chinese handcuffs for our thumbs. <laughs> anyway, but, <laughs> but we find ourselves just scrolling, and it's senseless. Scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, and then we get so caught up in it, and we don't even realize we're just scrolling and scrolling, and we've shut it off, but now we're not being able to be productive in anything, not even with God or nothing. I, I love, Sam, what you said about that. You were like, I find myself scrolling, and then when I'm scrolling, I've realized that I could have taken that time and done something productive for God. And, and got things done. And I'm stressing myself out thinking I ain't got enough time. When I sat there for an hour and a half and was scrolling on TikTok or, or all those reels and all that stuff. Anybody deal with that sometimes where you just scroll? Sometimes we say, you know, I just need to, I just need to shut my mind off. And we, we watch something ignorant or some people play video games and some people do stuff to shut their mind off. We're saying, listen, don't shut your mind completely off. You just need to focus your thoughts because if you shut it off, you're truly going to shut it off from everything. You cap yourself in that area, and we can't get to that place. Well, it's not so much, and, and I want to say this real quick. It's not so much that you can't look on things. That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about, hey, don't ever be on Facebook. Hey, don't ever look at things. Don't ever just go do something just to, like, for fun. That's not what we're talking about. The thing about it is, is when you replace those things to take the place of God actually dealing with those things and giving you the wisdom to handle those things, that's when it becomes a problem. Because what happens is you shut your mind off to God and you're trying to find a fix in nothing. That's when it's the problem. I'm not, nobody's saying you can't do those things. God gave us things too in life to go enjoy. If you want to go on vacation, go have fun. Make sure you can afford it. You know what I'm saying? Do what you can. If you want to go do other things and you want to spend a little bit of time watching stupid videos, you know, just make sure that it doesn't take more time than what you give God. Anything that you give more time than you do God is a God above him. So just those are the kind of things. I don't know. What you think? Well, for, well, for me, like, honestly... I feel like we stress ourselves out more when we go into our phones to scroll and different things like that and trying to block out the reality of what life life is. And so what happens, we lose ourselves in this fantasy that don't last forever. Yeah. You know, you get off of it and you're back to 
uh, state that you've always been in. So what we do is it doesn't last. Rather, we should be living in the reality of receiving the peace that God has promised us. And so what do we do? We just sit there and we don't reflect on the kingdom. And so uh, in Matthew 6, I want to reiterate, Christy, I'm sorry. I forget that Jen reads out a different version than me. So I don't know if you have this, but it's uh, the same. It's the same verse, but it's uh, the English Standard Version, and it's a uh, uh, verse two. It says, uh, verse two and three. It says, you know, what should we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? And it says, for the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Therefore, don't be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And so when we get to this place where we rather seek into what our phones got to say rather than seek into what God has already trying to say to us. And so we block out God and we want to uh, be more informed by Mr. Google or our friends or our peers. (laughs) And that's not how it's supposed to work. You can't receive much from those type of things. Yes, your friends are good for you. We need friends. But they can't give you what God needs to give you, what you need for yourself, for your life, to stay sane. And so we got to get to a place where we need to unplug from our phones and plug back into God. I love that, Sam, because what hit me, like you said, is, you know, we need our friends. But, you know, it's not going to make a difference. But what do you find sometimes when... You are feeling yourself like if you're just like, I got to calm my mind down or whatever. I'll tell you what, there are times like I have been on social media and I feel worse after being on there than I did just before I was on there and felt worse in my own mess. Because how can you ever get help in your own problems when you're reading everybody else's? Mm. You know what I'm saying? You're picking up everybody else's stuff. And by the time you're done, I've even done it with Brandon. Hey, did you see that? You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, what? Nope, I don't want to see. I don't care. And there are times, like, he will ask me, except for sharing church and stuff, he'll be like, hey, did you, and I'm like, I ain't even been on today. I I haven't. I'll share because it notifies me when the church does things. And so I just click share and type something because I want people to know the good news and the message of Christ. I don't need them to know everything about what's going on in me. Now, yeah, will I share things like I did with my kids, different things like that? not saying I'm never on there because that would be hypocritical. But the fact of it is, is I have found even in myself lately where I just need a break. It feels like I need a break. So instead of when I have those breaks, just spending some time doing things that actually matter, I'll set and just do nonsense. I have set and turned on a show that doesn't even really matter with like stinking home improvement shows and stuff like that. And then by the time I'm done watching them, sometimes I feel worse because I'm like, I want a house like that. And I wish I had that. And why don't I have that right now? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's those things. You know what I'm saying? The mind, because I was trying to shut my mind off, and the enemy's like, oh, I got you going. Yeah. If I, I had their money, on. I would do it a little different. Yeah. If I had their money, they're ignorant. Why in the heck are they spending that much money on that? That's no, stupid. I mean, I love watching things like, like that. It's like you've been there before. It, it we've like been there before. Oh, okay. We have been there before. And one thing that you said last week that I want to hit on is you said your mind is the greatest power you have, and the enemy is out to steal, kill, and destroy it. And the only way he can do that, listen, the only way the enemy can steal your mind is to shut it off from God. 
to shut it off from God. And he does it in subtle ways by filling you with more of the world. And before long, you realize that you're disconnected and have no idea how you got there. Because 15 minutes on FaceTime, or Facebook, FaceTime, well, FaceTime with your friends or family or whatever you're doing, but 15 minutes turned into 30 to an hour. Do you see what I'm saying? And then you were like, oh, I was supposed to be reading my devotional. Or by the time you get to bed at night, you're like, I didn't even read my Bible. And then after a while, it ain't even that thought because you don't read your Bible anyway. So you just keep doing and turning on things. So that's what we're talking about is just literally keeping our minds on to God, not off to the world and the fact that we don't care about the world around us. But I believe if we were more turned on to God, people would be more turned on to him. Yeah, because in the end, you're, that, like I said last week, we were talking about how, you know, if you do your part, I'll do my part. That's what God says. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all will be added unto you. So if you're not taking the time to seek first, and you're, and, and you're scrolling first, or you're doing other things, and when you shut your mind off, you're shutting it off from everything. And you can't do that thinking that you're going to still communicate with God if, I'm, if I shut it off. If my only communication with Jen is through a phone, and we're at a across the country, and I just shut it off and think I'm going to keep building that relationship, that's not going to fly. And, and, and with God, it's, it's, it's spending time in his word. It's, it's taking the time to in, in prayer, not just some quick, simple prayer, but actually spending time to seek the Lord. I, I, I'll challenge you with this, and you can think and chew on this for yourself, but when's the last time you sat and prayed? And I'm not talking about just for a meal and down I lay me down to sleep, pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about that you spent some time seeking God's face, just you and him laying on the floor, leaning over that bed, just having a moment with the king. Or do we just go through life and just cause this to be our moment of prayer and our moment of gathering? There's got to be a time to build. If you're going to have a relationship with physical somebody, physically, you are going to do whatever you can to make time for that relationship. You're going to do whatever you can to, to, to do what they like. Get them what, 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 um, what sparks their interest. What, what's the king want? He wants your worship. Yeah. What, what is it? It's pleasing unto God. It's a fragrance to him. He wants your, your praise. He wants that time because we read this ancient Hebrew and this ancient Greek words, but he's trying to say, we're going to go from glory to glory, and I need you. You have one print, and it's only your print. So I need you to read this because I'm about to download something to you that I've never told anybody else so that we can transform this so that it can come alive to you. And so that's when you seek first the kingdom. If we're seeking first our family and seeking first our, our problems and seeking first our job and seeking first, where's God at in all that? If we put God at the back end of this whole line, then we got a major problem. That, and so when we talk about stuff like that and also like giving, when God is just getting scraps and he's not off the top and the brim of everything, yeah. you got major problems in your finances. I promise you that. I would even put it in comparison to somebody that's faithfully giving and see the difference. It's good. And, and so it goes across the board in all areas that we have to. 
We have to seek his name. We, we got to seek his purposes. We have to seek everything he has for us. <clears throat> I'm going to read this scripture. I was typing something as you were talking. I wasn't being rude. I was just, you know, God gets stuff and you just got to go with it. Um, I hope this is good because what we, we, we talk about this stuff about, like, I don't know if you've ever said this because we get so busy and we have life things happen. And you just feel like, I have to just shut it all off. And I get, like, maybe your job consumes you where you do have to shut things off. Yeah. It's not shutting everything off. The problem we face at times when we're trying to shut things off, like for some people shutting stuff off is like getting out to a water hole and putting a fish pole in the water. Okay? I ain't saying none of this is wrong. I'm just saying when you're shutting stuff off and God's still shut off, that's a problem. Hey, I can find Jesus in fishing. Hey, I find him on the beach. Hey, I can find him there. Hawthorne Park. The plant. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if I had to find him there, I, I know find, he's I there. I find him anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it weird that Jesus always finds us in our darkest places? Yeah. I guess I'm saying like, Jesus gives you things to enjoy, but absolutely. do you enjoy them with him? Whew. Do you enjoy them with him? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I got it all together now, so I'm just going to do me. But if, is, he still the, is he still Lord of all? Because if he's not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. We can't play God like he's just something on the side, and if he's not the king of kings and the Lord of lords. If the king of all kings would walk through those doors in the physical, we would all bow down. But because we don't live like that and know the kingdom mentality, we don't, we just, oh, what's up, what's up, what's up? We have no respect. So when we live our life and he says, like, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Oh, that's all right. Well, I just don't know what to do. I'm just so worried about it. And I'm, the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives inside of you and you still worried? And you're still doing it, and you keep on smoking, and you keep on drinking, and you keep on filling your thoughts with that, and you're still pornography, and you're still in all that, and he lives in you? There's no way. I know that's for all, but the, the point I'm trying to say is you got to know the value of who God is inside of you. You just don't know how valuable you are. That's the God's honest truth. So when you realize that he lives in you and he dwells in you and that the temple is in, in within you, he is housed inside of you. You, you, you spend time reading the word. You spend time looking it up. You sharpen with other people. You start getting vision and you see what God has to do and what he wants to do in your life. This would have never happened if Sam wouldn't have spent time in his word and me and my word and you and your word to spend time with God so that when we come together, he puts hearts in focus and alignment. So I know I'm it's, talking it's loud crazy. and stuff. I'm not mad. Just happens. I sweat. I'm just, I'm just thinking you're going to dump water all over sand. You're trying to baptize us. That's here. on the 20th. Um, yeah. Sign up if you want to get baptized. We hold you. If it's well, been I want to ask a question, though, down. thinking about this. And I was talking I'm, to Sam about yeah, this on the phone. And, and real quick, in this room, anybody in this room have a TV? Raise your hands. Right? Right? Anybody in How many in this room have three TVs? Let's go there. Probably. Four. Four. Yeah. Five. All right, that's a bit much. <laughs> Baya, did you raise your hand? Do we have five TVs in our house? 
Uh, you don't need your accountant. Whatever. Don't judge me. Nobody, nobody asked. Nobody. <laughs> but what I'm asking, Mind another question is real quick. How many of you have TVs that are plugged in, but you never turn them on? At all, ever. Like, ever. Right? Okay. So I want to ask a question about that, though. And that's wasted What time. good is it? What good is it? It's plugged in. It's connected to the power, but it has no purpose. There's no purpose whatsoever, except it's draining your electricity because just because it's still plugged in, it still uses the electricity. Did you know that? Just helping you on your electric bill that's went up. Just letting you know, things that are plugged in still use the electricity. Just letting you know when you are plugged into God, but you are not fulfilling your purpose, you are powerless because a mind powerless is a mind purposeless. Man. You don't have purpose. And you're thinking, well, yeah, I do. I go to my work and I do that. Well, let me ask you a question. When you go to bed at night and you lay your head down, why are you still struggling to ask God to find your purpose in life? My goodness. What am I supposed to be doing? What's my purpose? The purpose that we get in our lives comes from the divine creator who created us on purpose. That's where our purpose comes from. So what good is the power that you have if you are not using it for your purposes for God? What good is it? Yeah. You cannot fulfill your true purpose in life without the power of God behind it. You can be connected, but you aren't connected in the way of what you need to be doing. And all you're doing is draining your power. I don't know. Well, you think about, like, we're created to worship God. And we're also created to seek and save the lost. You don't have to answer this question, but how many people have you led to Jesus Christ personally? Not because I'm a pastor and it's a church setting. And maybe you're here and you're like, I don't even know who Jesus is. Well, hopefully we can turn that around too. But the reality is, is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives within you. I can't go where you can go. You might be able to lead somebody to Jesus at your job or somewhere. But if, we, if we're just so, like, locked up, you ever, I mean, just feeling numb and you just got to go through the motions and you're missing the opportunities at hand, you, that's where you shut everything off. And God's like, no, that one, nope, you just walked right past that one. Nope, that was the one. That was actually going to change their whole entire family history if you would have just stopped and you, know, you never know the opportunity that God will give you that will change the course of somebody's history or their, their whole lineage of their life. Well, and I think just like Sam had said in that, that day when we were sitting there, is he had to choose what he shut off and take off his plate. And, I, I mean, your heart in that, Sam, and I know you got more, so go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just kind of going to go uh, reverse it a little bit, but I was thinking about um, when you were saying about looking around and like just acknowledging the beauty of God and things like that and it took me back to a time when me and Haley were coming back from Indy uh, you know we were just hanging out and doing different things and it was a pretty busy day and we kind of was driving driving back and I'm literally just driving the car and I just hear and I turn turn over and Haley's Haley's crying and I'm like well I thought we had a good day you know I was just like I thought we had a good day. And what is it with was, girls crying around you like out oh, of the Oh, I was just like, 
what do I do? I, did, I, did I go in the wrong lane or what? But she's crying. I'm asking her, like, hey, what's the matter? And she's just looking outside, and she just goes, God is so beautiful. God, God has given us all this to enjoy and to cherish. And it's just like some people just take it for granted. And I'm just sitting there. I'm just like, now I'm getting emotional because now I'm looking for the first time outside and just, you know, people just look at the trees and they're just like, oh, you know, that's a cool tree. But it's like, no, like the creator, God, has gifted us with these beautiful trees that we see in the fall, coming in the spring, the clouds, the sun, the sunsets, all these things. And we just, we just brush it off like it's just, you know, another day. It's like, no, God has gifted us another day to enjoy. And so uh, going back in, um, I have a, a point, my only point. I like to get down to the punch. So uh, seeking first the kingdom is the blueprint on how to focus. And so with that, when we seek the kingdom first, we begin to uh, reevaluate what is keeping us off, what is keeping us not focused on the things of God, but the things of this world. What can we take off, like I was saying, what can we take off our plate that means nothing? You know, if you don't like, if you don't like carrots, it shouldn't be on your plate. If you don't like this, it shouldn't be on your plate. That's for Get real. the thing that is good. Well, carrots are good for you, but get the things that <laughs> you want out of it. And that's, those are the things that are from God. The things that God gives us, those are the things we want in our lives. And if we just, if we take things that off our plate that doesn't mean anything, that isn't going to give us anything uh, from it, we need to start putting things back on our plate that are from God that he is wanting to continue to nurture us and do all these things so we can go out to the world and do and uh, be the change that he needs for, uh, for, for everybody. And so uh, going in, it says, uh, and in, instead of seeking kingdom things, we seek material things. We chase things that uh, mean nothing and the things that we need to give to God. So if we keep chasing our finances, it's not going to go anywhere. If we keep chasing our kids because they're running crazy, we need to first know, hey, we got to give them to God and we got to keep moving. If we keep chasing things that are just irrelevant to the point where you are losing focus on God and you're trying to put, it, put, put everything that you think you can and grab a hold of it, it's, it's not going to go anywhere. You need to give these things to God because he's the one that knows what he needs to do in your life so you can move forward and you can start to receive the things that he has promised you. So are you saying you don't need to fill your plate and have God, you know, be around how you fill your plate, but fill your plate around God? Yes. You know, know what you need to do. And, and it's crazy that you talked about earlier, you said about how reality will always still be there when you come back to things. And reality will always still be there. When you try to, you can scroll through things, you can do whatever you can to try to not face the problem. But I will tell you this, you cannot fix what you do not face. You cannot fix what you do not face. And sometimes you have to face the hard reality that's laying in front of you. And God may be looking at you and giving you a scripture that's telling you, hey, be a good steward. And you may have to look at yourself and be like, I haven't really been a good steward. 
You know, I haven't really focused on what I need to do and been faithful to it. You know, God will always give you the answer in the word of him to let you know exactly what you need to do. And you said meaningless, you know, things that don't add to your plate. And, and God began to speak to me and he said, doing mindless things to get your mind off things creates an endless cycle of disappointment because in the end, there are still no results. There's no results. You're doing things to try to think that when you come back to it, that some genie just popped out of the bottle and fixed your problem. And it doesn't normally work like that. Very rarely do things get fixed financially because some millionaire sends you a check in the mail. You have to work at things. Things that are worth that are worthwhile in life take work. That means seeking God in his kingdom means it takes work to seek him, to find him. But what happens is we want to shut our mind off to God because we are so um, overwhelmed by everything and he's our last resort. Hmm. Or we just get tired because we've asked him to fix our problems and he hasn't done it the way we want. So we figure we'll just control it and do it our own way and put it in our own hands. If we don't seek him. It says, seek and you will find. And if we don't seek him, like you're saying, if we don't want to face those, those hard realities, then we start to be, become dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. Because when we seek God, God gives us the insight of who we are, and then he tries to do the things that need to be done to help grow you spiritually and help mature you, your character and everything. And then what happens is it starts to get dysfunctional and it, you start acting like you never acted before. And, and if you, you're saying, well, we, we just need to, I got so much on my mind, I just need to shut my mind off. Well, I got so much on my plate, I just, I, I just can't do that anymore. The problem we're facing now is that when we shut it off, like she said, that, okay, we shut it off. We can just shut the door and just not deal with it. Guess what? When you go back in it, it's still the same way you left it. So you just can't shut it off. Or if it's on your plate, the problem is, is now we're saying we've got too much on our plate, but why is God always the last to be put on the plate? And we, it's dysfunctional, and I said it last week, I'll say it again, worry makes you blurry. And so too many times, you're, you're, you have a blurriness about yourself. He's wanting you to be single-viewed. Keep a focus, and, and when, you're, when you're blurried, you can't tell if you're coming or going on this plate. You're trying to grab and put God in the center, and you're not even grabbing God. You're grabbing something else. That is not, the, that is not who God is. And you're thinking, well, I got it right here, but you're grabbing the other things because you're so blurry, you're focused on every other thing, and God's sitting on the edge of your plate about to fall off. It's not that you have so much on your plate. Like Sam, what he said was, it's like, I just have to take a few things off this plate to balance this plate out so that I can live and do what's right at, with this plate. Well, and then he had to ask God to give wisdom. What would you say you said about how, you know, even at work, if I spend this or if I do this instead yeah, of... Yeah, so, like, there are times where, you know, I'm at work, and, dude, there are times where we don't have nobody for, like, three hours, and I'm just sitting there on my phone, and, you know conviction uh, set in, you know, when you have the Holy Spirit in you, you have this thing called conviction, and it's important, don't ignore it, uh, follow it, let it lead you, because that's the Holy Spirit convicting you, because you ain't doing something you uh, ain't supposed to, and so with that, I'm sitting, I'm like, man, all this time I could be working on my sermons, I could be working on things, you know, that matter, instead, I'm just sitting here scrolling through TikTok, doing all these things, and it's like, dude, what am I doing? And so now, 
Sweet Jesus. Focus, Sam. Up, up, and away. Focus. All right. Now, refocus, everybody. Refocus. But anyways, but I got to a place where I'm like, man, I'm wasting all this time. And now I find myself, you know, writing more on my sermons, doing all these things, being able to study more. Because now I'm not waiting till uh, Wednesday night, early Thursday morning to have my sermon fully done. Like, I'm having it done, you know, early Wednesday, maybe even late Tuesday when I have these sermons done and all these things more productive uh, that I've been. And so, you know, I've caused myself to realize, well, it wasn't I had a lot going on. It was, you know, I was wasting my time doing nothing. And so um, I want to talk about this uh, verse um, because a lot of us, we can get stressed out. We can go through all these emotions on how to do certain things, and it just leaves us freaked out and Pretty much not going anywhere. It says uh, in Philippians 4, 6, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. It says, We are anxious. When we are anxious, don't turn this off. Turn your phones off. When we are anxious, don't turn this off. Turn, turn whatever it is off and seek the kingdom because that is where you're going to get true knowledge. That's where you're going to get true freedom. You're not going to find the freedom that you need from your phone for a couple hours because then you, like we said, you find yourself back into reality. Welcome back. This is the real world. It's time to seek the kingdom of God first. You know, there's times where people get anxious or something like they'd rather go on a run They'll go to the gym. They'll do all these things. Oh, I just need to get my mind off. Have you, see, have you sought out the kingdom of God first? Yeah. You know, we can make all the excuses. Oh, I, I need this. I need this. I need, you know, counseling session. I'm not saying that counseling's wrong. But have you sought out for God first? Yeah. You know, we put God on the yeah. back burner. We make him plan C, D, E, F, G, whatever it is. We don't make him part, plan A. He should always be first. Yeah. And we don't do that. Yeah. Well, that's the, the, the reality of what you're saying is, is if we're, if we need to detox our mind, because it's like, uh, like I got to shut my mind off. The, the problem with that is, is you, is what you said. If you just shut it off, you're ignoring the problem. And if you're ignoring the problem, it's still going to be there. So it says, seek, seek him. And, and if you're anxious, give it to the Lord. Let him take it. So all this stuff, we're talking about, we've been talking about the mind for so long. But he's trying to tell you, if you just talk to him, if you just spend time, he's going to give you the answers and the how-to and the direction so and good. how you need to focus your life. Because if you don't, and you keep shutting it off, and you keep just running after what you think you're running after, guess what it changes? You. It changes your character. It changes your demeanor. It changes everything about you, what you stand for, all the above. And then everything that you used to stand for becomes an option, and now, now you, you stand for things that don't matter. Because we didn't seek first the kingdom. Can I, re- I got to read this scripture. I got to read it. Colossians 3, 1 and 2. Ah. <sighs> So if you're serious about living this new resurrected life with Christ, act like it. Man, that's straight to your face. So act like it. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. 
Don't shuffle along with your eyes on the ground, absorbing with things right in front of you. Anybody ever look up to look at their phone? Man, can I read that one more time? I got to look down and read it. <laughs> Don't shuffle along with your eyes on the ground, absorbed with the things right in front of you. So you're telling me 2,000 years ago God knew we'd be doing this? Yeah, he's like, Facebook going to be crazy. MySpace was crazy. And uh, TikTok and Instagram and Twitter and whatever. It's not that it's a tool, okay? It can be a tool. But you can get so consumed that you don't do anything with your life or your wife. <laughs> you can get so consumed that you're missing opportunities with your relationships and everything. Let me say it one more time. Woo! Don't shuffle along eyes on the ground absorbed with the things right in front of you. Look up. Look up. And be alert to what God is doing around Christ. Whoa. That's where the action is. This is the problem. It says, look up. Look what God is doing around Christ. That's where the action is. Too many times because people are living this life and they don't want to hear the truth or be accountable for anything. They want to hide outside of the action so they can just blend in. So nobody can hold me accountable, so I'll just dip out of church, or I'll just come whenever, I'll just come up out of, do you see what happens when we're not in the action? Christ has called us to be in the action. The end times, we're living it, people. We're in, like, they're not happening to us. We're going to happen to it. Because the action, he's called us to be set apart. Man, I got to quit talking about that. See things from his perspective. See Things from his perspective. Psalm 1, 21, 1 and 2. I look up to the mountains. Quit looking down at the things that are right in front. I look up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? Does my help come from the mountains? My help comes from the Lord who made the heaven and the earth. I look up to the mountains. We're, we're trying to see if it's coming because there's some grand mountain, but it's, my help comes from the Lord. His perspective, what he's saying to us. So you've you got to get your eyes on him because if you're blurry, everything's going to be messed up. Your, your dysfunction of your plate is going to be messed up. When you shut it all off, it's all going to be messed up because you can't. Do anything for the kingdom of God when you turn the switch off. So good. Stay focused on him. Now you can't see what, what it, here's what I put. Now you can't see what the, uh, what the take off the plate because you've shut your mind off completely. The, well, the it's concealed it. It's concealed it, babe. This is, this is what shutting your mind off conceals the problems yeah. you're facing and the crazy thing of it is, is God cannot heal what you continue to conceal. Yeah. God cannot heal. He can't heal your mind so it will work right. He can't heal your marriage so it will be right. He can't touch your kids because, you know what I'm saying, you're trying to control the plate and make sure they're in where you are and, and, and in your little buffet. And let me tell you what, as they grow up, they're going to have to figure out who to eat of and what to do of in this world. You are trying to fix your problems by shutting everything off and just being like, well, it doesn't exist. Well, let me tell you what, problems exist. Yeah. Pain exists. 
Financial problems exist. Health problems exist. But until I allow my mind to be open to his answers, I will not receive healing. The problem, love, was, like you said, nobody wants to face it. Because facing it causes change. And healing only starts where it hurts. Get a cut. You're just going to let it be? Or do you have to clean it? Healing starts where it hurts. And, and if, we, if we don't, we start chasing what we think is the ideal life with everything else. And, and, and God, yeah, I hear you, God. And you're running and your eyes aren't on God and you're just plowing through whatever you think you're plowing through. And you're missing out what God's trying to do. And then there it goes. You spiritually get depleted. And so what we're trying to tell you is when you shut everything off, a lot of times when people shut it off, they don't know how to balance out the other side of that. Where I'm just going to focus on God. Because, like I said, there's some beautiful places to shut off. There's, there's some great moments to have when you're shutting off, like, the cares of the world. But the problem too many times is we shut everything off. And we keep our, we scroll and we do all this stuff. I'm not saying that the phone's bad and social media is bad. It can be bad. I think, that, I think the Internet's like the tree of good and evil. There's good stuff and there's a lot of bad stuff on there. But I think it's, it's the balance of everything. Uh, if God is not in the center of it all, then he's misplaced out of your life. And then you're misplaced. That's the key to the whole thing. Keep it on him. Keep it, 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 I love what it said about look up and be alert what's going on around Christ. Because that's where the action is. See the things from his perspective. Okay, how long have you been doing your own perspective? Let's start looking through Christ's perspective now. See how we can help make an impact. Go ahead. Well, you said keep it on him. And the last scripture that I have is Isaiah 26, 3. And it says, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. If you want peace in your life, you have to keep your mind turned on to God. You have to keep it on. Don't shut it off. Don't shut your mind off to God. That's the worst thing you can do. And then the last time when you actually really need something, you're going to him scrambling when if you would have just been full of his answers and his goodness and his mercy and his grace, you could actually really enjoy the things that he's given around. You could stop and what we say, smell the roses. Yeah. Well, you're saying that she cried and you start crying and you're looking at it. Then that scripture goes back to it again. It's saying if he's done all this for that, how much more does he care for you? If you're enjoying the beautiful birds and you're enjoying that, I don't know if you listened this week, but you don't ever hear them chirping at night because they enjoy sleeping. But we enjoy worrying. So we chirp all night. But how much more does he care for us when, when, when you deal with the beauty of, of what he's done? But we get so consumed, and we don't mean to. When it first starts, when we're shutting everything off, we don't mean to. We're just like, oh, we're just going to shut it off. And then next thing you know, and you're like, oh, my goodness, I have not even read the Bible. I haven't even spent time with God. Oh, my goodness, I haven't even, I haven't even spent time in prayer. I mean, and, and then it starts into simple things. Like you just start mowing down when you start eating. You're like, oh, my gosh, I didn't even pray for my food. Well, we can Whoa. be busy doing so many good things, but are they God things? Yeah. And then we get caught up, and then now we, then it goes to the extreme like anything else does. So when we, when we take it off of him and we shut down and then we try to be like, oh, I just got to shut my mind off. I am so consumed. Guess what does a lot of people do? They turn to drinking. 
They turned to doing drugs. They turned to doing things, getting their minds off of it, numbing things. They turned to other, some, some teenagers, they, they, they numbed their mind by cutting them, doing weird stuff. This stuff's real. People do this to numb. They start looking at other things that they know they shouldn't be looking at. They start doing stuff, acting a certain way because they don't know because, again, if we can put it all on him, seek first the kingdom and all will be added. He will direct your path and everything you need. But when we're seeking everything else out, thinking that this self-help's going to help, or we, we got some clickbait on Instagram or whatever because it's going to help you five ways to detox and it's nothing godly. And we find ourselves over and over, and then it's just like, if I could just get in the Word and just, just, just get focused, I promise it's going to make everything better. We can live a Monday like it's Friday. But Monday's good when you're on vacation, right? Because we, oh, yeah. we don't shut our mind off, because when we're ready for something exciting, our mind's just no. fine. Go ahead, Sam, if you had something. I just want to say shut our minds off you know we we can't really see what God has want to do in the midst of us um, you know we we shut off so now we're blinded to what God has really wanted to do maybe those moments where you shut off when you should have been seeking you know that's when the break the breakthrough that you needed for your family was going to happen. Maybe if you would have just sought out for the kingdom, maybe the healing that you needed from that past relationship was about to take place. Sometimes we just don't realize because we spend so much time being shut off from the, we think we're being shut off from the world, but in all reality, we are being turned on to the world. It's good. God is wanting to do a new thing. He's all about doing new things, but we stay complacent in the old because we can't keep ourselves turned on long enough to see the miracles unfold, to see the promises uh, behind the curtain. God is trying to wake us up before it is too late because now what happens, we become lukewarm Christians in this world. Nobody can tell you from the rest of the world. They see you the same person all because you got a label Christian on you don't mean nothing. You eating with the pigs. God is wanting to do a new thing in each and every single one of you in this, this morning, right now. I believe it. I feel it. I know it. So it's time to turn back on, turn on the things of God, and watch him work for your good. Yeah. That's good. Yes, Mom, I went to your house today. <laughs> I didn't tell Sam. I didn't tell Brandon. Actually, God told me not to tell anybody what we were going to do to end this, and it's perfect with what you just said because God's trying to turn you back on. And I heard the Holy Spirit last night tell me you're going to end in communion. I said... What, what do you mean, God? Because, like, you know, we're communing with you. And he said, no. He said, you're going to ask them that if they feel that they've shut their mind off to God at times without realizing it, that if they would take time to ask God to commune with their mind again, to commune with their thoughts, to commune with them. 
He's asking you to turn your mind back on. And what's funny is we normally, we've had a loaf of bread or anything like this. This was a loaf of bread, and I'll keep this out so I don't finger every piece that's in there for you. Just letting you know. But the thing about it is, is God said, tear it up into pieces. He said, because a lot of them in this room feel like their mind is broken in pieces. And he said, but when you come and you begin to consume of the bread of God, of my body, and that was broken for you, and of the cup that was poured out for you, and you begin to ask me to commune with you in your thoughts on a daily basis, not just talking about Oh, I want to spend time and worship God, and I need the worship team to lead me. But no, you're talking about, I want you to lead me in my thoughts. I want you to turn my mind back on and lift the fog that's been setting on me for a long time. He said, when you begin to take out the peace, he said, the thing that you thought was broken in pieces will be made whole. He said, I want to begin to restore in you the things that you have felt are fragmented in your life. He said, whether it's finances, whether it's your health, whether it's, whether it's relationships, no matter what you are facing, he wants to begin to take the remnants and make something whole so that you can be the remnant of God in the end times. He wants to change and shift things in you. So guess what? No, no worship team is coming up to lead you today because you got to find it in yourself to begin to seek the kingdom on your own, not waiting on somebody else to lead you. And I'm just telling you, I told the team before they even said, I said, I don't need you up here because I want you to be aware of what God wants to do in you as well. Every single one of us need God. But I'm going to tell you right now, this isn't normal. And what's crazy is I'll just tell you this. If there's any bread that's left over, don't take it because this is not your Sunday afternoon snack. This is a real commitment. It's a commitment. This is by saying, God, I need my mind to be turned on to you. I need my mind to be turned on to you. I need your affection, your love, your grace, your mercy, your discipline. I need all of it. And I want to run to you, Jesus. And you know what's so crazy is I love that song that we just sang at the end of this service. And it's funny that the song right now is saying, I run to the Father. But the thing about it is that the song we had sang before says, your love keeps on running after me. And I love that because he does run after you. But can I tell you something? God wouldn't have to continue running after you if you just come into his presence and stay with him. Why does he have to continually run after you and chase you down? That's the problem. Your mind is running so much that it's literally running you away from God and into the arms of a world that is filling you with nothing. You ain't gonna hide. Run to God. Yes, I'm thankful his love keeps on running after us. And he, and, and he does blow our minds. But can I tell you something? I want God to blow my mind every second of every day to where when I'm riding in the car, if I fill with tears, because I'm so thankful for the beauty that he created for me to be a part of and to enjoy, not take it for granted. Not take it for granted. The home that I have, that maybe I want one more room so my girls can have a room of their own. But I don't want to take that for granted. I don't want to keep shutting my mind off to God because I can't be thankful in the moment because I'm always needing more. The world will always cause you to need more because it will never fill you. But God, 
Just with one piece of his body can make you whole. With one drink from his cup can heal your diseases and wash you white as snow. And I'm not talking about just diseases. I'm talking about your dis-ease. God wants to heal your dis-ease right here in your mind. It is easy to get caught up. It's easy. Trust me. I know. I know. I can tell you for a fact, I know what it's like to get caught up because you just feel like you just can't get your mind wrapped around things anymore and you feel exhausted and God's just saying, just come to me. Ask your thoughts to commune with me again. Just ask your thoughts. Ask your mind to commune with me again. I want to leave it open this morning. And before we do that, yeah, why don't you go ahead and say that, babe, with, the, with what you had on your heart, and then we will shift this down this I want, way. I, I want to give an opportunity. Go ahead. Um, if you're in this room, could you guys close your eyes? I just want to make this real, real intimate real quick. Communion only works when you remember what he's done. But if you've never had the opportunity to accept him as Lord of your life, you, you won't even know. And so, and, and maybe everybody in here has, like, I know who Jesus is. I'm, he's Lord of my life. But I couldn't go any further to take the next steps if we don't make it plain in the room. So I'm going to ask, and I'm going to ask you to raise your hand if that's you. In the count of three. One, two, three. If that's you and you say, I want Jesus to be Lord of my life, raise your hand. One, two, three, four. You can put your hands down. Because I promise you this, when he's Lord of your life and he's Lord of all, it changes everything. Now, maybe some of us have lived this life where we're just saying, like, you know, I've accepted him. But I keep running around. I keep doing weird things with my mind, and I keep on shifting it around, and I just got to get focused. And all God's wanting you to do is just stay focused because he's going to direct you, and he's going to give you the words. He's going to give you. Oh, it, it's a trust factor. He's tired of everybody else being Lord of your life. So together as a church with the ones that raise their hand, let's just say it together. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you Lord of all. I accept your gift of salvation. I choose you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Go ahead, love. It's funny because I looked down and I didn't realize that on my white shirt that I literally had leaned against the cup and that it left a mark on my shirt and stained forgot to say something. If you did raise your hand when we're done with this moment, they do have a book in the back for you. And if you did accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, there's nothing better than coming and getting baptized. That's the next step anyway. So choose to get baptized. And you know what I'm saying? Like if that's, if that's, if that's what you, you know, that's what it says. So 
Um, I wanted to say that too, but go ahead. We're going to, well, now we're in the house and we're going to do this. Yeah. What's so crazy is I stood back there and I was looking at my shirt. I was like, oh, maybe I should take that shirt off because I have a tank top that's underneath it. And then everybody won't see and the cameras won't see. Look at where your mind goes. Listen, just little things. What happens is your mind begins to scroll itself through all different kinds of thoughts and tries to take your attention off of what God is doing. And all of a sudden I begin to think about it and I was like, what does my stains and my, my spots and all the scars and things really matter that everybody else so sees good. them? If you accept me as I am standing right here, this doesn't take away from so communion. Good. And if all y'all want to stop thinking about God because you want to look at the spot on my shirt, then shame on you. You know what's funny, love, before you go? The whole thing isn't even about social media. We, we have that as a moment. But I don't know if you, that should set you free. Hear what she just said. My mind was scrolling through the options. That's what we do. And who cares what it, people think? I will, I will not be ashamed of the gospel in any way or shape or form. But that's what God wants to do. He's wanting to stop the scrolling of your mind every time you step foot in any scenario, in any solution of your life. He's wanting you to stop looking down. Too many of you have been walking around life with your head down, all hunched over because you don't even know the value of you. Put your shoulders back. Put your head up and look to God for all your answers and walk like a child of God that you are. Put yourself back in order. Physically, you would have better back issues and you would have better posture if you would just stand straight up. Too many people are hunched over. And a lot of it is because of themselves, because they don't feel valued. And a lot of it too is social media because it is taking away the personal touch. We're socially awkward anymore. Because we're just always looking down doing this. But it's become our lives. But if you stand straight and put your shoulders back and take a deep breath and align your body with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and know that you're a child of the King, that you walk with authority, that you are that. You are an ambassador to the kingdom of God. Amen. So you walk in that. You get the immunity because you are that. Quit scrolling. Quit scrolling now to come up here because somebody might see you. Quit scrolling if you raise your hand to get a book in the back that will help you. Just walk in it. Yes, I'm going to remember. Yes, I'll take that bread and I'll take a little dip into that and I'll walk over here or go back to my seat. Wherever I got to find a place and I'll remember his life was broken. I'll remember the blood that poured out of the tree and that died for my freedom today. I will remember. I will dwell on that. I will keep my eyes on him. Put your head up. Well, it's communion not as usual. And that's what I felt him say. It's not that we're going to pray over you and say, oh, this, this is your body broken for me. And this is that. Let me tell you what. That's the powerful point. But God wants to commune with you in your thoughts. Which means can you take a piece of bread and dip it and go off and in your own mind find a way to communicate with God. Just you and him. 
Can you do it? Can you stop your mind? And I'm just going to tell you this. You ain't got to come up because we call it. This doesn't even have to be an all-church thing. You do it because you know you should because God is putting, just like he said, that conviction in your heart from the Holy Spirit to say, you know what? My mind isn't really been communicating with God the way it should. So this morning, we're going to turn the music up. And what's going to happen is we're going to leave this open. And I mean it. Take one piece for yourself. One piece. Take some time. Take one piece. Dip it. Find yourself a place. Spend some time with God, and we'll close out. If you feel you're done, you don't have to wait for us to close out. Nobody's, I'm not looking at you because guess what? I'm going to go spend time with God. I don't care what you do. That may sound mean, but I have to get my own. I need him. I mean, I need him in my own mind every day. So at this moment, we're going to open it up. You can come, make a single file line, and ask God, please, please communicate.